Burning Golden Ale, and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop here. Another thrilling, thought-provoking Thursday for Torch of Port 552. National grid failure leads to the ultimate end game. Dun, dun, dun! There is so much more going on than meets the eye, friends. A lot lot more, and we're going to get into it here. But first, are you ready for this? I'm sure you've already seen the hysterical headlines out about a nationwide cell phone outage. 911 is crashing. People can't get a hold of emergency services. The, there, there's world is ending. Pandelirium all across the fruited plains. Uh, headlines at Drudge Report today. Cell, cell outage hits AT&T nationwide. Verizon, T-Mobile affected. World is ending. Is it a solar flare. I don't know. And obviously, uh, for obvious reasons, some tech experts are already alleging this may be a cyber attack. You know, they're citing the fact that it simultaneously crippled multiple different uh, networks, taking down different nodes. And of course, then again, you know, there's others speculating it may be a solar flare. But regardless, regardless of all of that, it's gripping news, is it not? And all at once, the entire nation's attention has been captivated by the cell phone towers going down. So I think that has some pretty fascinating implications. Uh, can you imagine your life without a cell phone. Just think about it for a second. If your phone was just brick dead and never turned back on again, or worse yet, you could see it, but it said SOS, the grid is down, you know? What would you do? How long before society just collapsed? I mean, how could society function without their smartphones? Now, the question that goes through my mind seeing all this stuff out there out there today is that, you know, could could this be a teaser? Could this be a primer of what's to come? What are the chances that this little blip in the system is being orchestrated by our own intelligence agencies in order to facilitate widespread panic or to potentially conceal some sort of funny business they don't want broadcast all across the country? You know, if you think about it like that, again, it's wild speculation, but of course it it warrants a certain degree of consideration. We can chew through various worst case scenarios that might crop up in the near-term future. And when we do that, you know, a big part of it is how do we communicate? So I've often asked the question, how do we know what's happening on the other side of the country? You know, if, if a kinetic civil war broke out somewhere in the South, for example, how would we ever know? What if the media went full blackout mode like they've done with so many other important national stories? Has this not proven already that people are just going to believe whatever they're told. I mean, media blackouts, like it never happened, even though it did happen and the the word got out. But people still, uh, if they never see it, they don't believe it. So it's like it never happened for the majority of people. Now, it's my personal belief that that the control over the media could be used in this manner, really, to keep millions of Americans completely in the dark, even if something like kinetic war was going down, right? It's possible they could do that. After all, Again, they've successfully done this in many countries around the world. Uh, you know, a little bit of social unrest. They just shut it down. And they've done that right here at home. The, the media blackout in Lahaina comes to mind. Uh, turn off the cell phones. Turn off the Internet. And even if the power is still on, Americans' ability to communicate 
real-time events with each other is severely hampered, you know? And I think the most common thought that comes up in talking about this is, is when considering the potential of a media blackout, you know, if I'm talking about this with my buddies and they're, you know, ah, nah, you know, the word is going to get out. It's going to get out in, in, in ham radio. It's going to get out in, in shortwave, whatever. Uh, but it comes out that, mo- you know, most people think ah, it could never happen. They could never put a lid on something as big as, say, a kinetic civil war because, well, people would be able to call and text and email their family members. And so the word would get out from one state to another. And that's how, uh, you know, even though the media would try to refuse to inform the public, that's how people would find out about a major event. But, 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 but obviously, if the cell towers and the Internet happen to go down at just the right time, that, that news may never escape, right? It may never get out. If they, if they deployed the algorithmic social interventions to just swat down uh, any text or any email or anything that had any you know, particular words or were coming out of a, a particular geographic spot, then that word would may never get out. It got a digital dome over it, in other words. Anyway, uh, that said, there are two smaller headlines over at Drudge this morning. I did highlight them in the screenshot. Friends, if you're listening on a podcast platform, please know you just have to go to thetorchreport.com. Check out thetorchreport.com and you'll see the spiffy annotated screenshot. But there were two other uh, headlines there that caught my eye. One reads, how everything became a psyop for conservative media. And the other one that caught my eye reads, FBI director says China cyber attacks on U.S. infrastructure are now at an unprecedented scale. So regarding how everything seems to be a psyop nowadays, the article is really kind of it's just a hit piece. It's intended to pad the egos of the leftist useful idiots as if only conservative conspiracy theorists are concerned about the very real threats of psychological operations. I mean, the the article's poking fun at the Taylor Swift psyop, for example, uh, citing so-called experts who claim most people believe it's just baloney. You know, most people realize it's just baloney. But is it? Is it really? Tell me. Tell me now. So after correcting the uh, perspective of their below-average audience on understanding what a PSYOP actually is, because according to that article, you know, a real PSYOP, that's dropping pamphlets out of a plane like they did to oust Saddam Hussein. Uh, the, the rather smug and arrogant author goes on to say this, quote, The problem with these conspiracy theories is that they sound crazy to begin with, but then they gain legs and people will continue with them. And there will be people that believe it because there are always believers for these conspiracy theories, period, end quote. (laughs) The problem with these conspiracy theories is that they gain legs. Jeez. Hmm. I wonder why that is. Hmm. You know, uh, (laughs) Maybe it's because, or could it be, that it's because when things don't add up, people become curious. Could it be that when people become curious, they start looking into things. They start scratching beneath the thin veneer of media, media fleecing, and then accidentally, sometimes, they stumble upon actual facts. You see, conspiracy theories gain legs because there's always more to the story. And then, of course, beyond that, it is human nature to believe in incredible stories and, dare I say, uh, to believe in impossible things, as we were discussing yesterday. Uh, 
But something I find very ironic here, almost unbelievably ironic about all of this, is how all of these dots in, this, in, this, in the headlines today connect directly to uh, several recent reports by yours truly, really going back uh, a, a month back now. So January 30th, I was talking about the Tyler, Taylor Swift t- PSYOP, Torchport 535, detailing and discussing the backstory on the intelligence agencies floating the use of celebrities like T-Swift to combat misinformation. Uh, the following week, Torchport 539, considering the disturbing threat of a killer be killed situation. In that report, we were getting into how the J6 committee was was uh, nothing more than a publicity stunt. It was manipulating the public's perception. It was, per a PBS documentary, it was in fact an assault on the American conscience. This is psyops affecting, uh, uh, manipulating public perception. And then the following week, Torchport 548, exposing, uh, exposing the global deep state and their many tentacles of tyranny, you know, shining light on the global spy network. So the deep state all around the world using unconventional warfare, i.e. psyops, to topple regimes Again, all around the world, with with uh, specific reference in Torch Report 548 to the hanging of Saddam Hussein back in 2006. You see, the uh, the deep state, they didn't have to fly in soldiers to go track the guy down. They just dropped a bunch of pamphlets out of the back of the plane and convinced the local peasants to hang their leader. Okay? And then, uh, again... Uh, Torchport 549, just here recently, we were talking about, I had cited that Wall Street Journal article that was over at the Drudgery uh, this morning. And I would point out that article reveals that CISA has known that the CCP, the Chinese, Chinese Communist Party's Volt Typhoon malware, has been lying dormant inside U.S. critical infrastructure since May of 2023. And if they've known that this Volt typhoon, this dormant malware in the U.S. critical infrastructure is just waiting to be triggered at any moment. So the question is, has the moment arrived? Is today the day? Is it all going down? I don't know. But before we get into that, I do want to drive home a point here that these liberals are being actively conditioned to label any form of logical protest against their collective insanity, they're being conditioned to label any protest as a conservative conspiracy theory. And to me, this just reeks of rules for radicals. And it's the perfect echo of Hillary Kankel's Clinton, uh, her famous vast right-wing conspiracy statement. It's a vast right-wing conspiracy. Everything that's logical and rational is a vast right-wing conspiracy these days. And to understand how the liberal mind is being primed here, I think we should revisit the drivel about how everything seems to be a psyop in conservative circles these days. Says the uh, Washington Post pinhead Jeremy Barr, quote, lately it's been become popular in conservative media circles to brand certain things as a psychological operation or a psyop. Climate change, for example, or COVID, or the media coverage of Donald Trump, or even the prosecution of Hunter Biden. Technically, psyop is a U.S. military term referring to various kinds of campaigns to get inside the heads of adversaries, period, end quote. Now, in this man's pea-sized brain, climate change, COVID, and the prosecution of cracked pipe Biden are all being dismissed as psyops uh, by the radical right-wing conspiracy nuts, a.k.a. 
conservative Americans. And the implication here is that these issues are not psyops, but these are just, you know, these are just matter of fact news. Everybody already knows all about that. That's not a conspiracy. It's as if to say that climate change, COVID, and the crack pipe Biden aren't conspiracies at all, unless you're some sort of crazy right-wing lunatic. And to claim that these issues are all psyops, that they're being used to get inside the heads of of Americans, well, that's the real conspiracy, you know. That, that, that's just a right-wing conspiracy that these are psyops trying to get inside the minds of Americans, you know. Uh, and, for, of course, for all of the useful idiots out there, this is the gospel of truth. <laughs> so, again, it's a, it's a choose-your-own-reality adventure, friends. I mean, believe what you want, of course. Now, as for the timing of the Volt Typhoon being unleashed to wreak havoc on the American grid and all the shrieking headlines about the nationwide cell phone outages, I think this could all just be a wonderful coincidence. Or it could be a test run. Or who the hell knows? You know, the truth is... We'll never really know unless it really does go down. And at that point, you damn well better be prepared in advance. So, but if, if this was actually the start of a massive cyber attack from a foreign adversary, I think we'll undoubtedly be seeing a lot more chaos breaking out over the next few days. And really, all we can do right now is just stand by with bated breath, waiting for the whole grid to go down, the whole sky to come falling down, that, you know, society's going to collapse. And from... The angle of psyops, that's exactly where they want us. They want us to be bogged down in the uncertainty of another impending catastrophe. So forgive me, friends, but as a skeptical peasant, I'm not going to waste any more time on that. Uh, As with every psychological operation, the function is really to create a diversion, to deliver an impression upon the mind of the masses, to provoke and emotion, and to stimulate confusion. Is that not what's happening? So while all of this is happening, there's always something else in the works. I ask myself, well, what are we not seeing here? You know, what's out there that nobody's talking about? Is it, is it the pre-bunking, the pre-bunking censorship? This is like pre-crime censorship uh, that's being rolled out by Google. Is it, is it the shocking, unsustainable, and desperate situation escalating over in the Middle East? How about the uh, 5,200 Big Daddy Biden donors who are bankrolling Nikki Haley? Is that what's not being talked about it? Or is it the fact that Donald Trump is now, uh, he, he's got better than ever chances of winning the election? What's not being talked about? As always... There's more going on than you could possibly shake a stick at. (laughs) It's impossible to keep track of it all. We know that. But if we're to kind of, you know, expand the mind a little bit, the consideration, the scope of consideration, if we were to consider the slow roll of insanity, that this is all just, you know, it's, it's always moving the goalposts. It's always trying to keep us in the state of uncertainty, the slow roll of insanity. From that perspective, I think it would be prudent to lift our gaze beyond the headlines and analyze the overarching globalist trajectory. And doing so today, you know, I, I claim the torch report is a truth you can trust, not because I ask you to take my word for it, but because I do an insane amount of research to present you with the facts that you can check for yourself. Uh, as I was doing that today, lifting the, lifting the gaze, getting out of the headlines, going and tracking down what's NATO up to, the WHO, the WEF, etc., uh, what, I, what I've found that I think is very worth noting is that NATO is currently conducting the largest military exercise since the Cold War. 
It's called Operation Steadfast Defender 2024, and the exercise is said to be focused on moving troops across Europe, quote, from the high north to central and eastern Europe, end quote. And of course, that puts them right in Putin's backyard. So would that exercise potentially provoke a, a retaliatory? retaliation against the uh, the U.S. grid. Maybe, right? Maybe. Meanwhile, uh, while NATO's having their greatest, largest military exercise since the Cold War, the WHO, the World Health Organization, they're accelerating their efforts to take control of the world's water supply. They just released their updated guidelines on uh, what they call, you know, the aggressive sanitary inspections because your private well is especially susceptible to the impacts of climate change or so they say. And again, people are thinking about the political circus. People are thinking about World War III. People are thinking about the grid going down. Who's thinking about the aggressive sanitary inspections that may give the government control over your private well? Mm? I think that we need to see the uh, the WHO's scheme here as an extension of their efforts to, quote unquote, guard water from well to tap. We were talking about that back Torch Report 475. They're using satellite surveillance to monitor private wells because we, the peasants of the world, are using 250 times the subsistence level of clean water. Uh, yeah. Right. But that's what they believe. That's what they're promoting. So they're pushing this uh, while no one's paying attention. Of course, you know, virtually no one's paying attention to the fact that they're uh, also simultaneously promoting the universal adoption of policies that would have governments all around the world dousing us all with more of their mysterious health spray. You may recall us talking about the health spray and how governments are using drones to fly around and spray health spray. Uh, but in the, in the WHO's release on this today, they actually acknowledge that uh, engagement of community leadership and the acceptance of spray operations by local residents is key to their success. <laughs> okay, they're going to they're gonna fly around and use health spray whether you want it or not. They've they got to engage the leadership and they need to get the peasants to accept these spray operations. Friends, I, I suggest remaining highly skeptical of government drones spraying health spray. Never mind that. Think global, act local. Uh, perhaps... Perhaps the most nefarious factor in all of this overarching trajectory, which still goes largely unnoticed, is the global cabal's concerted effort to build trust with the public. Given the broad acceptance of the Trusted News Initiative and, of course, the army of media facts, checkers. I'd say that the globalists have been undeniably successful with this. They've, they have been building trust with the public and thus the dismissal of truth as if it's conspiracy. It's, it's, it happens every day. And if we keep in mind that these initiatives are targeting community leadership and local residents alike, you know, per the far uh, far-flung, far-reaching tentacles of the WEF's Digital Trust Initiative. If we keep that in mind, I think we can see just how close to home this comes. You know, the, the, the Digital Trust Initiative is replete with socialist propaganda. It's touting trust and transparency as tantamount to progress. And uh, this this whole initiative is rapidly gaining steam all around the globe, friends. I put a sl uh, slew of links in there 
You know, where are the Luddites, we're the Luddites, right? You know, why building trust is key to progress. It's a collusion, a, a collision, I should say, of trust, innovation, and politics, says the uh, Edelman Trust Barometer, earning digital trust uh, decision-making for trustworthy technologies. And then last but certainly not least, this little article, and these are all coming from the WEF, by the way, the last one that caught my eye, digital trust, supporting individual agency. Friends, if you believe that the global cabal is using weaponized AI to build digital trust in order to support your individual agency, well, here's your sign. <laughs> and given the fact that Jeff Foxworthy probably doesn't have enough signs to go around, I think we'd be wise to get the word out here. Conditioning the masses to trust their masters, masters is the ultimate evildoer's endgame. If they pull this off, friends, it's checkmate for good. Therefore, resist we must. And that is the message of my heart for today. If you're enjoying this podcast, Please take the time to go to the website, thetortureport.com. Find the heart, click the heart, give you some love. Subscribe if you have not subscribed already. And of course, the greatest honor of all is if you share this podcast with everyone you know. Get out there and embrace this thrilling, thought-provoking Thursday. And I'll look forward to talking to you again soon.